Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I am the second host, Christopher Detzel. <laughs> well, theoretically, since you are alphabetically first, right? So I could have been the first host. Maybe yeah, I you should have been the first maybe host. Maybe I should yeah. kick it off. I don't know. <laughs> Chris, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well, man. Yeah, I'm doing really well. How about it's, you? You know, it's a happy Friday. Um, I don't know uh, how the trees are blooming, but boy, it's like overnight, they all kind of like woke up and went, oh, hey, it's uh, let's get the flowers out. It's crazy. Yeah, it's springtime, you know. Yeah, that's well, tomorrow. And I'm oh. trying to get used to this whole time zone thing. Yeah, has that bothered you a little bit? Yeah, the time change, it bugs me the hell. Really? Uh, well, I mean, you, you get up at like, you know, six and five in the morning, so it doesn't bug you. You get up when it's dark anyway. I think it bugged me like the first day or two, but I was happy to see it because I like uh, I like it whenever it gets it stays lighter longer, you know, mm, and uh, I can go out and run and do things instead of being dark, you know, so. You know, I have uh, been picking, picking up uh, spinning. Oh, good. That's been kind of fun. I, I do it like uh, two times a week and good. Uh, not that this good is exercise. a spinning podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's kind of fun i have to admit you know so now Exercise i'm like thinking about the man. next step which is to like invest in clip shoes you know i do yeah so you know first you gotta get a bike and then the clip shoes <laughs> in that order <laughs> well, a little story is i was whenever we were at rexel i was you kept talking about yeah i want to get a bike i want to get a bike that's and true like, <laughs> and you're like, like all right get a bike i bought a bike uh, well, I go biking with you. I mean, we lived really close to to each other, and you're like, "Well, I don't know," and so you never bought a bike. This is true. All that is very true. And you know what? I still say I should buy a bike. Yeah, just well, if, well, before I left is, Dallas, is, before I left Dallas, I thought, "Oh man, I should just go buy one over at uh, Richardson Bike Mark." Or exactly. Something. And then I went down there to go buy one. And you know what they said? We don't have any bikes to sell you. Yeah, because there so many bikes were being bought. It was crazy. Yep. I it really that. did. I was like, what do you mean you don't have any bikes? Did you have bikes in here? And he goes, yeah, they're all sold. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard about that. All the bikes and anything yeah. to do. because COVID. Yeah, because COVID was so rampant. You know, it yeah. kind of still is, but, you know. Well, I didn't mean to get into a bike conversation, but we spent the past few podcasts – on some very cool questions that you just to give some context. You were presenting it to to folks, and they had all of these very interesting yeah. uh, questions. Now, the questions are pretty cool because they're like the same ones when you start a community. They mm -hmm. ask the same questions. I love it. Will it hurt the brand? What happens? If somebody says something wrong. It's the same stuff. How do I interact? And you know, what do customers say and how do we help? And, you know, it's, where does the content come from? How do you promote it? You know, all these fascinating, they're the same questions every time you go. Mm -hmm. So it's fun because I pretty much know the answers or I know my answers. <laughs> Sometimes they're the same ones, you know, so. They are the same ones. And so kind of, I, I didn't know where, I think we had answered most of them. How did that, uh, since you brought up how since that meeting, have you had any follow up from folks, or they've talked back to you? Or well, it's funny. So 
although we didn't talk about doing this, but it is interesting. I had I had a um, all company wide meeting uh, Tuesday of this week, so right now it's Friday, and um, I got 15 minutes to talk about where we are with community. Mm. And, and, you know, I think 200 people showed up. So it's kind of cool. Oh, no um, joke. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I got more questions, you know, and, and two, let's just say one of the main ones, because um, I think it's an important one. And, and I've talked about this before, but again, it was, hey, you know, will our customers be able to log in through the product to community? And it's kind of, you know, basically SSO and it's, it's this digital self-help customer experience thing that I talk about all the time. I was glad he asked that because my answer was no, we're not, or no, not today. Um, but that will be a big initiative of mine, I think, over time is is any of our digital self-help tools, whether it's documentation, whether it's academy uh, that customers go to or support portal, or community doesn't matter. What I want to create is a customer experience that allow, allows number one that customers wherever they are on our internal sites or external sites mm. that they can get the information wherever they are. So whether they want to log in, they just log in one place, um, and, and then in that one place you have content that has the documentation stuff that um, has. Um, you know, uh, knowledge base articles or support articles, community articles, all in one place. And then when you click on it to get the information, you're logged in and then you go to the site that allows you to do that. The other piece of that is enterprise search that you have to build into that. So, mm. you know, all these systems have APIs to connect to, to allow you to do these things. Now, you know, I've been pushing that already at uh, Relteo, I did make that happen uh, over time when I was at Imperva. And so basically right after I left, I mean, I worked on that really hard on doing that and worked with different teams, you know? And so the last thing I'll say about this, Michael, is, is that the reason we're not doing that is one, we're at Relteo today is because one, it, I'm, I'm launching this community within four months. Four months time and it's going to be launched. Customers and partners are going to be on their employees. So we had to move fast. Hmm. Two is you have to work with multiple lines of businesses, right? So think about the documentation team owns the documentation site, the, the support team owns the support stuff, knowledge base articles, the, the training team owns the academy, and I own community, and we're all in different areas, you know. And so everybody has to agree. The product team embedding this into the product, that's another team to, to do that as well. And so, you know, it's not an easy answer and it's not easy to, you know, be, to, to get it all done. And then the last thing I'll promise is I have to think about, do I want to be the face of that and to drive that, <laughs> you know? So, well, you know, as you were talking, there's, cause you know, a, a thing that occurs in corporate world now is this idea of a community experience. I'm sorry, uh, customer experience lead or whoever that is, right? So, and I think yes. product-focused companies should have something like that because they can lead a customer through their product and their experience. And when they have problems with it and they're in the product, where do they go for help? And they should map that out yeah. and then provide as a framework. And then all of these 
systems, people, documentation, they say, hey, I like that framework. I'll just plug into that environment, right? And that's where you can kind of detach yourself because you're saying, yes, this is a source um, where we are in the support phase may make part of that experience, but yeah, you don't want to, that's, that's a lot. And, 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 and by the way, that, that's a toughie. Cause I think by the way, the answer is correct. Uh, first I would almost focus on building, getting content and, you know, blah, 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 just having a link to it. But you think about it, if you're in the product and you go to help that, that there's a whole other thing, a set, and then integrating into the product, that's that's in the product lifecycle now. So that just doesn't come out like a website. It has iterations and cycles, and then it has to be installed. And ugh. yeah, I mean it's a lot of work, and you know, so we'll see what kind of where that goes. Um, I think it's important, um, you know. And and that was one question that came up, and I basically just said the, the basic question was, you know, will Will um, the community, you know, be connected to what is called RELTO 360 and allow customers to sign in in one place? And the answer was no. <laughs> so <laughs> not to go, you know, like that was a really long way to say it, but it's complex. Right? No, it is complex. And I think for those who listen, uh, you know, they're especially with individuals who are just getting excited and they want it integrated. The community is very much a very deliberate step-by-step build. And, there's an immediate push to have, especially those who do not understand, to just get it connected everywhere. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden, like I'm sure this will happen with you because it's happened before. The day it launches, they're going to want to make a big deal of it and throw, oh, you know, look, we have community and all this stuff. You're like, hey, 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 uh, it's in build, you know. Yep. It's day one. We have 10 people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to have 15 at least. So Okay, at least 15. So, yeah, there you go. And then maybe hopefully you get every employee in there and that's going to at least bring it up to a few more. But mm-hmm. it takes time, you know, and, and, and you have to build and eventually integration will come. Uh, it's a phase thing. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, just it all takes time. And, you know, being most community managers are a one person team, uh, you know, and, and you can only do so much. So you have to you have to prioritize and say, well, this is what I have on this quarter. And you taught me that is like, and, and you can't just start on what's on second quarter when you got to do first quarter, you know? And, and so, yeah. you know, if it's not in the plan, then it's not going to get done, you know? So, yeah. And roadmaps a lot, help a lot through that it helps communicate to like phases and the like. Yeah. I have it in my roadmap, but I have it for Q4, uh, you know, for us to really start thinking about that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Since you mentioned people and one man bands, or one lady bands. Um, we, I have also been seeing this too, and you mentioned it also when we we're doing our pre-show, which was just the flux of community manager or community positions that are kind of getting out there. And it's true, I've been seeing them. Um, and in fact, I saw a post, I think from, I think it was the uh, community roundtable because I'm on Facebook with them or whatever, and somebody made a post about Look at all these, you know, they're just, it's like one a day or something like that. I think that was CMX, right? So Hmm? that was CMX probably. CMX? Okay, sorry, sorry. CR Network, I don't think has a Facebook. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I I go in there so often. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's funny about Michael is he's not a very <laughs> social guy. I mean, he's a social guy, but he's he doesn't interact or engage. Yeah, I know how to use him. I just don't use him personally. <laughs> yeah, he stays away. He doesn't like people having all his. It's kind of weird. I don't know why. It's it's weird. It's always been like that. Yeah, this it's, guy it's knows like so a, much like about a dairy it. Farmer, like, not eating milk. Yeah, he reads all about them for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's kind of like it, it was on the Facebooks or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the Twillagram. Yeah, but you know what's cool about it is, is you're starting to see it reach you, these man these positions are starting to reach into. I don't. They're not C level yet, but they're definitely tapping into a next tier, like a VP. I saw you know you were talking about VP and some other stuff like that. Um, and you brought some good points about like so. What's the difference? Yeah, I think what we sort of talked about was um, you're seeing all these community management uh, positions open up, and, and you're starting to slowly see these kind of move up to like, you know, senior community manager or director, senior mm -hmm. director, VP, head of, you know, those kinds of things. Now, those are a little bit less. Um, I've seen VPs of communities for a while, but it's not that many of them, right? I know this one person was like, I'm the first VP of community. I was like, no, I mean, I've seen like four or five others in the last. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> um, but it is rare. And then to even have a team underneath you, uh, what my thought, I was just, it was just a philosophical maybe thought around, you know, you are seeing heads of community, but a lot of these heads of community positions that are coming up are at startup companies, like companies that are that want to be more community focused, uh, you know, getting people engaged or customers, potential customers engaged into the product decisions and and all those kinds of things. And then, you know, so that kind of head of community is probably a little different than let's say what I'm doing. You know, my title today is um, community program manager. You know, but. You know, I'm building the community. I'm making all the technology decisions. I'm building the strategy. I'm building the roadmap. I'm, and people trust in me that I know exactly what I'm doing. So is that really the right title for me? I don't know. Hmm. But the point is, is, you know, what is a director level doing versus a community program manager doing that, you know, that's different. And, and there's also pay structure, man. I mean, this pay structure, the the title, everything is still, um, you know, all uh, all over the place. And you know, the positive is we're seeing more roles, but you know, I mean, it's it's still all over the place. I mean, I don't know. Like, I was just kind of thinking about that. Like, no, no, no. I think it's a fair thing because I think we've we've talked about this in one of our episodes around how do I chart my career, yeah, in community management, and and had mentioned that. You know, there's a, there's definitely a, you know, someone who starts Greenfield and they start from the beginning and they're kind of one man man. Then they may build a team, which is great. And then it kind of caps off from there, right? I, I, I feel like that is. And then community is kind of held within a larger department, like a support team or um, marketing or sometimes in digital, right? Customer and, success. Yes. Customer success. Exactly correct. And they kind of get buried a bit with the other things that are kind of, I don't know, I hate to use the word, what the company would perceive as higher value as services, right? Mm -hmm. 
especially in B2B where you are chasing after high dollar deals, you know, of course, um, and sales is always keen. So it may, you know, resource attention, you know, attention span kind of draws off, but something interesting, I think at the macro level that may be happening, we talked a little bit. One is I think COVID is definitely driving a lot of digital, I don't know if the right word is demand or digital shift, digital transformation elements. And then they probably have hyper-focused some of, or pulled in some of their things. And this is causing one of it. And two, I think I was doing some research on this because I was doing a um, business plan personally. Well, not for me, but I mean, why do? And one of the data points was, you know, we already know this, the whole idea of age of customer. Yeah. Right. Age of the customer. I'm glad you said this. Anyways. Yeah. Age of the customer. So I think think companies at all different industries are slowly trying to adapt to this. Where I am in banking, it's a really great example where if you were to say which brand epitomizes the idea of institutionalism, a bank should come to your head, right? Mm -hmm. How do you begin to let you know, your customer tell you, you know, how you should have your services, Mr. Bank. <laughs> customer doesn't know. Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, that's a, I mean, there's such a, what they, what they call it, a, a downward pressure in marketing around banks because of this reason, right? You're the big, big bank. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a fascinating thing. It could be that this is also that shift and change. Your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think that um, I remember having a conversation on Clubhouse, and that conversation was, you know, one guy says we are in the age of the community, age of community, because you know all these roles and things like that popped up. And what it actually made me think, and, and this is a term, I don't know if it's coined by Forrester Research or whatever, but when I was at Forrester Research, George Colony, the CEO, was like, and this was ten or twelve years ago, and he said we are now moving into a new age and it's called the age of the customer mm-hmm. not the age of community not the age of social but the age of the customer and so i look back on that 10 or 12 years ago and i thought he was exactly right and i think that you know with the social tools that we have with obviously how you know the inter- uh, the internet has matured in a lot of different ways how we are building how people can do specific research just online and get all the information that they need and want. Now you're starting to see apps built or not just started. There's apps built to give you all the research that you need on cars or whatever you want, whatever you you can find all the information you want and, and on social and, and, and the impact that social has made. And even the impact now of Reddit of, you know, moving the stock market, you know, in a different way. And, that is one crazy ass story. It is, but point is, is it's not the age of the uh, community. It's age yeah, of the customer. I 100% Again, agree with you. Community is just an umbrella under the age of the customer. Yes. It's just one other thing that, you know, I mean, social has moved markets. Look at Twitter, for example, and, you know, the Donald Trump, Trump era, you know, and how much influence that had on in the in the audiences that he had access to and everything else and so i don't think it's the age of community but i do think the community that community is is a big um 
skill, and especially now when you look at brands, brands now, and, and this is kind of where I think, look, it's been here for a while, but brands are now starting with community or mm. starting to build communities because of how much influence um, that these communities can have on how we build our products, how we mm. um, look at our uh, enhancements or bugs that might we didn't know about or how customers can help each other because that does help you know deflect different you know whether it's cases or whatever there's a lot of really good in, insights there and then the power of google with communities you know with the, with the open community um, and so all that stuff put together when you socially do it right when you build a community doing it right you know it can be strong and and just you know, so, so that's what I think. I don't know if I, I can I answer that question. No, 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 you did because it was a couple of things I want to pull out there. Um, you had mentioned the uh, Forrester CEO ten or twelve years ago saying it's yeah. the age of the customer, and I was thinking about when you said that. I thought, well, you know, think of a person who, let's just say, just graduated from high school at that time, yeah, eighteen, went through their formative educational years and early career in this new environment and then now they're at 28 going into their early 30s yeah they're now in a position where they're demanding it because this is how they've always done it right and that's that's definitely a a fair thing um and i agree uh, if anything from the january 6th incident blah blah, blah you know and all that craziness yeah that was very much it's a good example of how it can be a bad thing but it was a very socially driven very. environment. Uh, that was all done by, yeah, that Twitter, yeah. Facebook. Well, no, that was that one uh, app, Parlor. Parlor. Yeah, I think that was a big thing. Like <laughs> it exists anymore? We'll just call it that, right? Right. Social tools were used. Yeah. To help sure. drive this, right? Yeah, I mean, but. It's happening even with brands. So I mean, no, it is. It, I, I, I'm putting this into as you mentioned this bubble of yeah. things that are kind of moving the ethos of people, and that is we're just in that bubble. We're in that uh, phase. And you're right. It is not the age of community. I feel that's a bit myopic, perhaps. But uh, yeah, I think <laughs> you know. So I, I think too. When you look at kind of when we go kind of go to back to roles and responsibilities and, and that kind of stuff is, you know, some others have been talking about you know, uh, community deserves a seat at the table, meaning should be uh, uh, an executive type role. So, meaning this this uh, com community leaders, VP of community, senior VP of community, I don't know whatever, should report directly into the CEO. And I was like thinking about that and, you know, and, and maybe you have a staff underneath you. And, and then I've even heard the new community leaders will be the new marketing, you know, and, and those kinds of things. And so you talked about community um, being part of, you know, a support organization or success or marketing and, and generally or training, you know, that's generally what happens today. Right. So, and, and always has been the case. I've never, uh, you know, I don't know that maybe I aspire to be uh, connected directly to the CEO. You know, um, I know our CEO really wants community and believes in community, but I'm not sure I want to report into him directly at this time. You know what I mean? Because maybe not for a, a greenfield community, maybe over time, 
I want to get your thoughts on when I think of community reporting into CEO, I mean, you have your own thing, right? So community has to tie directly into the business goals. And the thing is, community ties into a lot of different company goals, whether it's whether it's meant to or not, it, it it ties into potentially marketing, it ties into success, ties into support, it ties into training, it ties into product, a lot of stuff, you know, and, and that's just building a nice little program that has really good content. I mean, you know, you have all these things. So I'm saying a lot of stuff and I get a lot on my mind on that, but just wanted to kind of quickly get your thoughts. Ooh, yeah, I have a lot of, let me see if I can uh, comprise or compress some of my thoughts there. I, at a CEO level, yep. not to say anything that they need simple things, but they're pretty much guys and gals who are knowing they can turn certain knobs and move the company, right? And yeah, so for them, sure. it's it's pretty simple. It's product, you know, it's the, the, the you know, the, Product procedure. I think it was the four P's or three P's. You know, product process and and people, yeah. and those are fundamentally the people who have the C to the table, the C pieces, right? So there's always a a chief product officer, there's a chief right. marketing officer, there's a chief sales person, right? And those are the people who are going to drive the business, unless the business bases its ninety percent or some factor of revenue in community. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily going to be at that level. I think it will always kind of be under something like a customer experience or customer advocacy, cus yeah. you know, chief chief customer advocate or something like that. And then you'll just have a larger responsibility that's broader, not just community. Think about all the ways you're going to touch a, a customer. Yeah. It's interesting that shit. And I don't know where he reports into this guy named Scott Wilder. He, I forget what he works at, but, he he's a chief or VP maybe of customer advocacy of community mm -hmm. and something else right and so all three of those things kind of lie in his area and of course he has people all over the world that reported to him right you know from a community manager type stuff because they're you know they speak the language and, and that kind of stuff and, right you know so I could kind of see that I don't know where he reports into maybe he doesn't report into but he's a high level you know and, and he owns a few different things besides community with community being one, which I would think that would be a driver. Right. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's just a, just a thought. No. Yeah. No. And I, yeah. Yeah. And even I kind of shy of being very pro community person. It does drive revenue. Clearly there's marks on that. It helps the brand. Clearly there's marks on that. Uh, but I think as a multifaceted organization, it's, it's a big pillar in a larger set. Right. So maybe it gets, it still needs, uh, unless that's your only way and your only access to the customer, your only channel, then yeah, maybe so. But yeah, uh, it still needs a little bit of a. But I love the idea of like a a customer experience, chief of customer experience, chief of customer advocacy, chief of customer, um, something like because chief customer a, officer. I mean, yeah, there's the, there's you know, that. That's, that you know, it's funny. Organizations just change the name, right? So at Imperva, there's a, a chief customer officer. Well, she does the same thing that my boss does. He's he's a, a senior VP of success. You know what I mean? So it's just they both own community, uh, customer success management, uh, you know, services, things like that. And I'm like, so you know, just changing the 
the name. I do like Chief Customer Officer better, I think, than Chief or VP of Customer Success or VP of Success. You know what I mean? Just because it is all about the customer's success, you know, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't think you should use a, a, an adjective as part of your, <laughs> I mean, even though they're kind of all adjectives, but like chief of customer happiness, <laughs> because it's a state as opposed to making a, you know, it's a frame of mind versus an actual thing. Just all in turn. Most, most of these, most of these uh, roles are, you know, named internally, you know? And so I am chief of customer just... success. Oh, really? Well, make me successful. <laughs> I hate your product. Please make me successful. <laughs> yeah, get another problem there if people hate your products. Yeah. Well, my friend, we've come to another fine, fine, fine podcast. As always, I enjoy our chit chat. Uh, thank you very much. Any plans for the weekend? Yes, my wife is going to go run a half marathon. Uh, we're going to go. Tegan and I are going to go and watch her, and then. Um, get a surprise birthday party to meet somebody. And then we might go to this place called Cedar Ridge uh, nature reserve. So oh, and just do a hike. Everybody, everybody who goes have a great time. Yeah. It'd be fun. How about you? Uh, yes, there'll be nephews involved. Oh, uh, There's going to be, I'm still trying to put things in the house that make sense. Right. So little, and then a lot of, it's just the spring. So you just kind of want to open the windows and, do things like that yeah Yeah. it's crazy sounds fun it does and we will begin now as i say and i thank you very much for a wonderful podcast i'm one of your hosts michael sandoval and i'm chris detzel all right chris talk to you later bye-bye